0: Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for April 29th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21 or on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore, TikTok too at ETOF21 Sports. How is everyone doing today? Can we believe it's the last weekend in April? We are in full effect in the NBA playoffs. We have the NHL playoffs starting soon, and who better than Jason, aka Bully the line He's going to come on. He's going to talk some NHL. He gave out the Blues 50 to 1. He gave out the Panthers 6.5 to 1, and the the uh, Florida Panthers 22 to 1, excuse me, and the Hurricanes 6.5 to 1. So, yeah, he's been money in NHL. He comes. He's going to give you his thought process on the NHL playoffs later in the show. Also, we have USFL Jim coming on the show. We went four and one in our picks last week in USFL. And of course, Brandon comes on and we're gonna talk a little NASCAR. So we have a great show today. I would like to thank the girls over at Dresses and Salt and Pretzel had a great time going on, talking sports with Elena and Misty. Hilarious time. Those girls are great. Definitely check them out. Also, like to thank my boy Gino. I'm on Gino Bacala's podcast every single week. Have it be talking about NFL. Or NBA, and then you can always find me on BTV. So before we jump into everything, a couple things. A couple people are reaching out. Eric, where can we find your bets? Eric, I want to tail your bets. Well, here's the situation, guys and girls. YouTube page. I'm going to be exclusively posting more picks on the YouTube page right now. Only the prayer props for the NBA are going on my YouTube page. My whole NBA card is going to be on the BTV NBA show. That is going to be daily. That will include the player props, but yet it's also going to include any side totals, futures, and whatnot. That's going to be daily. On the weekend, it's going to be at noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. It's always going to be coming out at 6. During the weekend, we're going to be live, so we encourage you guys to come out, interact. That way we can talk and everything and just talk about sports and everything. If you have any questions, let us know. Then in terms of everything else, UFC, the UFC card this weekend, I'll post my picks on Twitter, maybe BTV. There's always a way to find them. I always tweet them out. Like I said, everything is for free. I'm here to help you guys. And that's the point of this podcast. Here to help you guys understand sports betting and to make you a better sports better. Now, with that being said, how do you deal with a slump? Those that follow my basketball picks, we shit the bet. But I look at shot quality. Shot quality says I went 2-1 last night. Reality, I went 0-3 on my sides. That's just the way it's happened. And we have to be careful. I talked to two of my friends that run books. And they said the public has been absolutely murdering it. So we're gonna see a return to more sharp players, more sharp bets that I give out winning. So don't chase. I don't chase. I give out my plays. I have a system, I have a system that works. I'm still over 40 U ROI for the NBA, still hitting at over 50%. Just had a rough couple of days two days to be in fact so don't worry we'll be back at it three player props tonight so i have all the faith in the word we're gonna bounce back now let's talk about the nfl draft we'll have a bigger recap next week when the nfl draft is over and people can come on next week's show is going to be loaded with content so i'm really looking forward to next week's show nfl draft so looking at the nfl draft walker makes sense for the Jaguars they needed an elite defenser to go a defensive player. And the thing that Walker does, Walker's not going to be like Hutch, where he gets like 10 sacks. He's just going to be all over the place. He can stop the run, he can rush the quarterback, he can drop back into coverage. Great pick for the Jaguars. Love how my Lions got Hutch. They need that elite pass rusher to set the table to rush the quarterback and just to make the quarterback rush through his progression. Great pickup for them. Pick three is where I have my first issue. Pick three, the cornerback, Derrick Stanley Jr. Hate this pick. I really feel that the Texans should have went offensive line here. By going offensive line, they would have two book on tackles, and that would protect my boy, Long Neck Mills. Not really a fan of that pick. Jets got my boy, Sauce Gardner. We hit that. If you watch me on the BTV NFL show, I gave that one a plus 300. Love that pick for them. And the Salu system. They need that corner that can make a to shut down half a field. Great pick. Giants. I've been saying for a while Giants defense is great they needed that elite pass rusher someone that will help the defense make the quarterback just rush through his progression great pick love how they got Thibodeau from Oregon next pick was the Carolina Panthers um yeah I this is the thing about the Panthers and I'm really glad the Panthers did this I was worried the Panthers were gonna draft a quarterback here they have Sam Darnold they paid Cam Newton all that money in the world I was really afraid that they're going to reach for a quarterback here. They don't need another quarterback. They need to protect their asset. And by picking an offensive lineman, they got one of my the top one in the draft in my eyes. It's a great pick. Next, the Giants. Yeah, the Giants, they they do need tackles. I, I love Neil. Yes, I know Neil has some issues that came up during the combine, but again, they need an offensive line. Now they got two tackles in Neil and Thomas. So I understand the pick. I like it. Next, Falcons. They needed someone to run with Pitts. I understand it. Drake London, physical wide receiver, tall wide receiver. That's the kind of wide receiver Arthur Smith likes. And that's why I gave him out as a top wide receiver to be drafted at plus 250. So I love the fit there. Seattle, they got the offensive lineman. They're building from the inside out. Again, another team I was worried was going to go to the quarterback position. Made the good choice here. Garrett Wilson. Now this is where it gets interesting. This is where we see a run on wide receivers. So we have Garrett Wilson. Great wide receiver. He was actually the wide receiver that I had top of my board here. Great pick for the Jets to give Zach Wilson that number one, that true number one target. Also very interesting, this pick was offered to the 49ers for Debo Samuel, but the 49ers turned it down. Saints traded up, get Chris Olave, the best route runner in the group, pair him along with Michael Thomas. Now you have him, Thomas, God only knows what's going on with Kamara, but if Winston comes back, this offense could be a little bit better than advertised. Love the My Lions, traded up, and got Jamison Williams. Now if he didn't have the knee injury, he would have probably been the top wide receiver. So you're getting the fourth wide receiver off the board at a minimal trade with Minnesota to get him, and this year we know the Lions aren't competing. Next year is when the Lions are going after it. Great pick. And the very interesting thing that Minnesota did here is they traded back. They got the 32nd pick. They had a chance to take Kyle Hamilton at 12. But instead, they traded back 20 spots just to take Lewis Kine, the safety from Georgia. Doesn't really make sense to me what why the Vikings would do that. Plus, they have to play against Jameis Williamson two times during the season. I don't understand why they made that move. I absolutely love, 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 love this move for the Detroit Lions. Next one, another another solid trade. Jordan Davis, he was actually very high on my board. Eagles got a great defensive lineman. Also, the Eagles, they got their wide receiver number one now. So now they have Smith, who I don't feel is a wide receiver one To take advantage of the DB twos because defenses are going to have to shadow their coverage to AJ Brown. Great trade, great move by the Eagles. Ravens traded Marquise Hollywood Brown. I was shocked they were able to get a first round pick for Hollywood, but you know, hey, it worked out for them. They were able to get a first round pick, which I think is going to be a seal because Hollywood is not worth a first round pick in my eyes. They're able to get Hamilton here. Hamilton coming in as a safety is going to help reform that secondary that was just devastated by injuries. 15th pick, Texas, to the Texans, excuse me, finally got a offensive lineman in Kenron Green. I would have liked them to take one of the tackles, but you are protecting Davis Mills, so I like this. Washington got a running mate. Jalen Dotson, someone that can stretch a field to go along with Scary Carey. If Scary Carey resigns, guy God only knows what's going to happen with that because word on the street is Carey is sitting out until he can get a new contract. Zion Johnson, great pick. He's going to boast that offensive line. They really need to get the um, right side of the offensive line going in the Chargers. You have your, your franchise quarterback with Justin Herbert. You need to get that side of the line reassured. I love it. Texans got Tralien Burks who I thought was going to go to the Packers for sure. They obviously replaced AJ Brown who is going to the Eagles, which was a great pick for the Eagles. Saints drafted Trevor Par- Parning, Trevor Panning, the offensive tackle from Iowa replacing Armstead. So the Saints quietly had a great first pick. They didn't stretch for a quarterback, which I think is a great move in this first round. They got a tackle, they got a wide receiver great job by the Saints. The 20th pick, this is where I start to have my issue. With the 20th pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was a six-rated quarterback in my eyes. Now, my thing with him is he went to high school for five years. Five fucking years he went to high school, and now you you, you take him, and then he went to college for five years, He's got small hands. We're seeing what's happening with quarterbacks with small hands. They can't hold on to the ball. You have a chance to get Ben Rothersberger 2.0 in Ritter, and you pick small hands Kenny Pickett. This is an awful pick by the Steelers. And I really just think they drafted him because they had a chance to draft Dan Marino. They didn't draft Dan Marino. Dan Marino turned out to be this. He's a, another Pittsburgh quarterback that pick it is. I think it's a total panic pick. I understand why he drafted a quarterback here, but this is the wrong quarterback to pick. Awful pick. Worst pick in the first round. Next pick, love this move by the Chiefs. Get Trent McGuffey going very late. I thought there'd be more DBs going, more cornerbacks going. So great pick for him. Packers, I little shocked the Panthers did not go wide receiver here. They got the linebacker Walker from Georgia. He'll come in, he'll replace Smith, who left. But still, you need to give Aaron Rodgers someone to throw the ball to. Bills, I thought the Bills would go Hill here. They actually went Elam, who fell the DB from Florida. Again, another great pick. We saw, the Bills saw they need more DBs to compete against the potent Chiefs passing attack. So I love this pick by the Bills. I've been adamant the Cowboys offensive line isn't at all what it used to be. And they got Taylor Smith. He's going to come in. He's going to play play tackle. Great move by them. They did lose Collins. Ravens traded up, took the center from Iowa. This guy was 12th on my board, but because he doesn't play a sexy position, he fell. This is gonna has the potential to be the best draft pick. He's going to come in. He's going to assure the offensive line. Jets, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. This is stuff I never thought I'd say in my life. Are you guys ready for this? The New York Jets had a great first round. They got Jermaine Johnson, an electrifying pass rusher. So you got the cornerback, you got Jermaine Johnson, and you got a number one wide receiver. Great job. Jags got Lloyd, who I thought was going to go to the Commanders. Great linebacker, shoring up that defense. Packers went with the offensive lineman here, Devontae Wyatt. Second one on my list, great pick. Sures up the inside of that defense. But again, why aren't they getting Aaron Rodgers any fucking weapons? Another thing that just doesn't make any sense to me. Your window is closing. You need to provide Rodgers with the weapons he needs to succeed. Now, this is when the pa- Patriots are the Patriots. The Patriots drafted Cole Strange. The video of Sean McVay is going viral saying how they scouted him at 140. And the Patriots drafted him in the first round crazy. But this is what the Patriots do. They find these obscure people from little known schools that come make an impact. George K., my boy Leo knows I can't pronounce names, elite pass rusher is going to help the Chiefs get to the quarterback. And that was the one thing. The Chiefs defense got better when Melvin Ingram got there and was able to share another guy that could get to the quarterback. So I think adding him is great. However, did he? Why did he fall? What What's the reason for him falling so much? But if he is what I think he is, it will be a great pick. Daxton Hill, little undersized, but the Bengals do need help in the safety. The kid from Iowa was long gone. They do need a center, so great pick. And the Vikings pick another perplexing pick. That's my. Those are my thoughts for the first round. I will come out with a full draft recap later on. I think I'll be on Gino's show giving my draft recap, or I will make a special podcast where I will tell you guys what I think about the NFL Draft. We have a great show, so let's jump right into it. We're going to start off talking some USFL football, and who better than XFL Jim to come on the show. XFL Jim,
1: how you doing, my man? What's up, everybody? I'm doing great. I We're two weeks into USFL action. I feel like the games have been pretty fun for the most part. I'm really hype. I'm just excited to see where this season takes me. I'm, I'm loving life.
0: The one thing that stood out to me last week was I really felt that teams started to attack the DBs more. I felt that there was some more passing. They started to go after the DBs a little bit more. And I think we may see some scoring opening, open up. Because pretty much, didn't every game except for the Friday night game go over last week?
1: Uh, The Friday night went under, and I think the Sunday one went under. Uh. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's because Tampa Bay completely knows. Yeah, sure. the Tampa yeah.
1: Bay-New Orleans game yeah. went under. And, yeah, the other, the other both Saturday games went over, which I'm seeing a theme. Each week, week one and week two, the Saturday games have both been electric. Uh, we're three for three on great Saturday games so far, and I'm super happy about that. I also expect quarterbacks – The it's a double sort of thing going on where as quarterbacks get more comfortable, as offensive lines kind of get more in sync, they're going to get better. And they're going to be attacking the defenses, which with how small these rosters are throughout games, especially you're going to see scoring surges in second halves because these DBs especially, they're going to be tired out there.
0: Now, give credit where credit is due. You've been saying for a while that the the guy from the Breakers was the best quarterback. Kyle Slaughter. Yeah, you've been saying for a while he was the best quarterback in the league and he showed it last Sunday. I mean, that was... I mean, that was a beat down that that game wasn't even close.
1: I think I did my power rankings this week and I've been saying for week one and two, the breakers look like the best all around team pretty definitively like I don't I don't think they have the number one offense, but they have the number two offense. And I would say they might like maybe they don't have the number one defense, but they have like the number two or three defense and they're all right next to each other. And if you get Kyle Slaughter on a rhythm, they're hard to beat.
0: And I, as the games I've watched, um, and I'm just sitting back, Kyle Slaughter is going to be in the NFL next year. He may not be right in the show or anything, but he's going to be on a roster.
1: That seems to be the like prevailing theory going on. I think it's probably going to happen too. You saw, I mean, like literally, he was on, he's been, he's tried out and worked out with like 27, 28 different NFL teams this is kind of like a perfect showcasing of his talent capabilities i he's gonna be on a team he'll, he'll be a backup somewhere it sucks to see a great home like a great usfl talent like that leave but i mean the, the kids the kids electric and he looks great but
0: doesn't it though like give more how can i say this him doing well doesn't it create more value for the league
1: though? That's the thing with these leagues. It's a double-edged sword in my opinion is like you want these kind of guys to stay like you want them to stay and continue to be like products of your league. But the fact that you're showing that, Oh, we're giving these, we're getting these guys to the NFL. Hopefully brings in more high level talent to replace them. It's, it's kind of like a double thing. Like I want to keep these guys cause you want to be able to root for players consistently on these teams. Um, But then you also want to, like, you also want, as a league, you'd want to advertise, say, we're putting guys in the NFL.
0: Now, this may be a a dumb question. If it is, I'm sorry. Hypothetically, let's say I am an offensive lineman from wherever, like whatever you. I don't get drafted. I don't get any invites to NFL camps. Can I show up, like, in week five?
1: I'm not sure how the USFL's doing it. Um, the XFL was doing like tryouts, and they had like yeah. a whole practice team you could do. You might be able to do something like that. Usually mid season. If you're if you're like mid season on these things, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, you you'd probably have to like say you don't get like say you're a college guy trying to go into the draft. You probably have to wait till next year. You probably okay. have to wait till like the USFL does their their draft. Hopefully they would do it earlier than they did it this this opening year, so that you kind of have time to have a full trading camp. But you'd have to wait till something like that.
0: And I, I gave it some thought, and I think this hub was the right play for the first year.
1: There's yeah, similar with a lot of this stuff. There's a, there's two sides of this coin. The first heads, um, the positives, everything's right there. USML is controlling it. Yeah, it, it's kind of nice to have all the teams practicing everything right there in just one spot. It saves on costs for sure, and it allows them all the production to be kind of like consistent for each game. The negatives are going to be and it might just be a Birmingham thing. Every non-Stallions game has had a noticeable lack of crowd.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like we kind of knew that we knew that,
1: that, that was coming.
0: Was, yeah, that it was going to happen. But I look at it like this. you You have a team like Birmingham. And they're, they're sold out every game.
1: Wait, just wait yeah. until this Saturday night game. That's why, so the yeah. USFL did a cool thing where they bumped it. It was going to be like a Saturday morning game, but they switched them. So yeah. the number one game of the week, the Stallions versus the Breakers, the number one and number two teams, the only undefeated teams right now are playing Saturday night, 7 p.m. on Fox in Birmingham. That game should be electric.
0: That's going to be awesome. That is going to be awesome. And I think that, what this is showing with it being so many people in birmingham once wherever let's say michigan panthers play in kalamazoo michigan or like you know wherever in michigan exactly i think it's going to draw crowds into the stadiums of these like bigger cities that don't necessarily have a sports team so i think once next year we're going to see birmingham type crowds in pretty much every every place
1: i think so too especially based on the fact that you'll these these people will have already been able to see them on TV and kind of get a vibe for what they're what's to what the, what they can expect from these teams. It's also nice to in year two, just seeing on a spring league, seeing a year two is a nice sign that this league is here to stay. It's
0: going to be here for a while. I mean, like it's yeah. putting up numbers, and I think, like you mentioned, the revenue stream and everything with the hub. I think that was the big thing. Um, so now big shoes man i mean like we like just winner man
1: just i've seen some patterns i've i've seen one pattern emerge for sure okay and stars games take the over okay no matter what stars have in my opinion the number one offense and their defense is maybe middle of the pack okay so that just leads to a lot of points in this kind of league
0: so let's 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 pull these up Because, I mean, if it wasn't for my goddamn Michigan Panthers, I think we swept the board last week. Um, We were
1: really close. We were really close.
0: So we have an interesting game to start us off on Saturday. No Friday Night Lights here. We have the Tampa Bay Bandits versus the Houston Gamblers. I have a lean in this game, but I'm going to be interested to hear what you think.
1: I feel like this almost has to be a bounce-back spot for the Bandits. And listen to me here. So the Bandits looked really bad against the Breakers. I But the week before, they looked really good against the Maulers. I feel like that's more of a product of the Breakers being really, really good. Maybe the Bandits had like an off week or something like that. The Gambler's offense is not the Breakers' offense. Clayton Thorson, as much as I want to hype him up and believe he still can be decent is not going to do to the Bandits' defense what Kyle Slaughter did. I would think this might be a low-scoring affair because the Bandits' offense, maybe against this gambler's defense, won't be as productive. Maybe, like, especially if they start pulling Jordan Tomu like they did against the in that last week. If he's, like, getting pulled and stuff, I don't like a ton of points in this game. But I like the Bandits, and I like a minus one and a half for sure.
0: I like the bandits here, too. Like, you hit it in the head. For me, gambling is all about buying low, selling high. And, I mean, with how they got dismantled
1: they look by, really the,
0: by the breakers, you got to take the bandits Yeah.
1: And, like, still just looking at it pure talent-wise, the bandits still have a bunch of people on offense that are very talented. And, uh, like, the defense is <laughs> – the gamblers are not the breakers. The gamblers have one of the, like, bottom three offenses, in my opinion, in this league. And their, their bottom half offense.
0: I know. I really want to take that over, but I can't do it because you I can't. It in the head. their offense is just.
1: I'm taking the under here. I think the bandits. <laughs> I think the bandits win, like twenty to maybe like thirteen at, like maybe because yeah. like Clayton Thorson, we saw it last week. He's he's he throws a lot of picks, lots yeah. of turnovers.
0: He's just not that good. I think I still the. I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I love the bandits here at minus one.
1: Oh, love
0: it! Minus one and a half. Excuse me. Next game game of the week.
1: This is easily the game, game of, of the, of the year. year. I'm not gonna say game of the year.
0: I'm game not gonna say that because I think,
1: uh, I don't know, man. I so I have. And my power rankings, just because they're undefeated, I have the Stallions ranked higher. But I think the Stars are a better team. I think that week one game against the Stars and the Breakers might be one of the best games we see all year. And I think the next time that the Stars play the Breakers, those are my top two teams, in my opinion. When those two teams get together, it's going to be very entertaining.
0: Now, with the logic we just spoke about, Birmingham being rocking.
1: The only team with a home field advantage.
0: Yep. Breaker is just looking like a million bucks. Oh, God, that four looks tempting, my friend.
1: So I was talking with Chase about this game. He's a big Breakers fan. Everyone knows he's a big New Orleans guy. He said he would take the Breakers minus 10. Oh, wow. He's also... He's already declared that they're going to go undefeated this year. I'm not that oh. high on them. I think they'll drop one, maybe two. Okay. This could be one of them. The The... The Stallions are having like a magical run early on. What we've what I've noticed from the Stallions is they just haven't played a complete game yet. They they play halves. Like they they'll come in kind of like last week, week 2, they looked really good in the first half, kind of slept through the second half a little bit. Week 1, they got they were getting torched by the Generals in the first half and then they come together and bring it back in the second half. It's oh, it's so tempting to take this minus 4. It's very tempting. And I think at minus 105, I might take it. Just I feel like the breakers are good enough to stall any second half surge that the stallions would have. Now, Either we, way, I'm gonna take the over though.
0: Yeah, I love the over here. I love the over here. I kinda lean lead stallions. This could be our first fight in our little uh in our podcast relationship. So we may be on different sides here, but I totally agree with you. I absolutely love this over here. <laughs> I um, think,
1: yeah, this that was a tough one. That it's that that four is just like it feels like a trap, but I'm gonna take it. I think I saw it opened at like three. Okay, so mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so oh, man. so you, you're on the breakers in the over.
1: I'm on the breakers in the over. I think we're both on the yeah. over. It's just hard. Yeah. Like, I could definitely see the stallion. The stallions, the stallions have that stallions. hometown magic that's just working for them.
0: I'm yeah, I'm gonna take the stallions here. I'll take the over too. Um. Before we get into this Michigan Panthers game, this, excuse me, the uh, Michigan and Pittsburgh game, how bad are Todd Haley and Jeff Fisher failing? I'm sure they came into this league with the idea like, Hey, we're going to light these guys up. We're going to show them. We're, I'm going to get my NFL shot chance.
1: So what we're seeing here is something that I've kind of seen some theories sprout up about, and I kind of had a small opinion on before the league started Guys who – these guys who only have NFL experience, not as cut out for spring leagues as uh, the guys like Bart Andrews, Mike Riley, um, that have spring league – plenty of spring league experience, or even like a Kevin Summon who only has college, or a Larry Fedora who only really has college. The NFL and the USFL, it's not – the coaching is not the same whatsoever. It's not. And you kind of have to approach it a different way. And Jeff Fisher especially – with how long he's been out of the league, with how long he's been out of coaching, might not be up for it. And no. he just might not be where he needs to be. Todd Haley, disappointing week two. I think he could always bounce back. It's to be seen. I'm not going to like close the book on him. Jeff Fisher, I'm getting there. Because their like game plan looks really bad. That offensive line is terrible. The only credit I'll give to Michigan Panthers is they have a good defense.
0: So with that being said... We have this game here. The Maulers game did go under last week. Excuse me, go over. Excuse me. Panthers game went under. Michigan's got a good defense. Pittsburgh does have some issues on offense. I'm looking at this 38 and a half. Do I just stay away from it, or what do I do?
1: I'm taking the under. I cannot trust. So the Maulers have a good defense, which is the big thing. And until I see something out of Shea Patterson, I can't trust him to like consistently – score at all and i still don't know anything about the michigan kicker because like there's been so many turnovers and punts i yeah, had- i think this is a defensive battle i think this is a very low scoring game i think you saw it with the generals and the generals don't have nearly as good of a defense as the maulers this could be like a freaking 10-3 game again
0: <laughs> Jeez, a 10-3 on sunday afternoon would be great um in terms of sides i mean if you go 0-3 of this league you're done Am I wrong? You know. No, um... I
1: mean. So these leagues are short. You saw it, like the XFL. I you, week three came around. The, the The Guardians looked really bad after week three. They got two blowouts, blowouts, and the Vipers were defeated. They hadn't won a game yet. But then you see a team like the Tampa Bay Vipers. They play the most uh, the the best team in the league, the Houston Rumpdicks, super close. It's give it till the midpoint. That's when we started to mm-hmm. see all the Perry really hit the XFL. Is Week 5 kind of comes around, and every team looks like it can compete with each other. I think I'm going to wait until about week 4, week 5 of the USFL to really give my full definitive opinions and be like, this team is done, they're out, they're kaput. I'm going to try and hold back on that just because I remember in 2020 where I was saying that about teams, and then all of a sudden uh, the Guardians come out and they beat the the St. Louis Battlehawks, or yeah. the Tampa Bay Vipers stroll out, and they almost beat the Houston Roughnecks. So yeah. you could see that. like You could see a week— all of a sudden uh Michigan will come and play New Orleans and they'll like almost beat them. You could that could definitely happen. There's still talent-wise there's still parity in this league and it's there's some wild shit that could happen.
0: Now, in terms of side here, I look at it like I can't trust Michigan at all right
1: now. No, I don't I think the wrong team's favored. Okay. They're the they're the they're the bottom team in my opinion. And like yeah, maybe like in the grand scheme of things, Jeff Fisher's a better coach, and Shea Patterson's a better quarterback. They're not looking like it, and the Pittsburgh Maulers, after a Week Two showing, the fact that they're still an underdog here with like they're con- these teams are on different trajectories, in my opinion. Yeah. So, give I'll take the Maulers on the money line.
0: Oh, so you take you'll take the Maulers and the, the plus one twenty.
1: Yeah, I'll take the Maulers money line and the under.
0: I'll be honest. There was one when I was looking at these the other day. This was the one game where I was like you what you couldn't pay me to bet it. Like I I just don't know what to do with it to be utterly <laughs> honest with you. You know what I mean? Like just because I have both teams are so bad, we could see a turnover fest and it, and it blooms out, it goes like, you know what I mean? Turnovers goes over the 38. There could be a try- lot of
1: turnovers, but like yeah. you are not like these teams don't score. And yeah. And you need to like score. Like yeah. the Maulers will kick some field goals and they'll make some points that way, but the Panthers don't score touch. Like these teams don't yeah, get touchdowns. They don't,
0: they don't score sixes. That's true. So I would lead under here in terms of side. I, 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 I'm just going to stay away. I'm going to stay away in terms of side, but I, I would definitely take the under with you.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go under and then the Maulers on the money line. I think the Maulers win this like something like 14 or 12 to like six or three. Okay. real low scoring.
0: Now, we got your team, the Stars, only laying one against the Generals, though.
1: Yeah, this is a really cool one. Um, I am upset that I, I think this game's on Peacock, um, which is kind of lame. But what, what can you do? That's fine. I think it, hopefully it's free on Peacock. Hopefully you can just get the app and still just watch it. Uh, this is the best passing attack versus the best running attack. This is a kind of styles make fights thing. The Generals have the best running game in the entire league. The Stars have the best passing game in the entire league. Super fun. Both defenses are kind of eh. Um, so I'm definitely leaning over 40 and a half here. I'm going to go with the Stars just because the Generals' two-quarterback system is still a little fluky I hate to
0: me. It. I, I hate it. I absolutely hate <laughs> it. I watched that game. I hate it. I hate it. And the saying is, if you have two quarterbacks, you, you don't none. have one quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, I hate it. I hate,
1: hate, hate. I don't. It. I don't know if they can, but if if you could, if I'm the generals, I would try and trade Luis Perez to a team like the uh, the Maulers.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes. And sense.
1: just roll with DeAndre Johnson. I mean, obviously, you still want a backup, but. And if I need to, I'm i I'm gonna just keep. How many? Put the over under.
0: How many times are we going to hear out about Perez playing, learning to play quarterback on YouTube?
1: Every game. Every game they will bring it up uh, at least once, maybe twice. I want them to bring up the fact that he could have been a professional bowler. <laughs> I didn't my, know that. That's my favorite Lewis <laughs> Perez fact is he gave up a potential career of being a professional bowler to pursue football.
0: Really? Yeah, I, that, yeah. You know what? That is something I did not know.
1: I love that. Um, Great dude
0: so let's just review here game one i'm only playing the bandits here you're taking the bandits in the under correct
1: yeah so i'm trying with these spring leagues especially i try and play every spread and every total in each game
0: (laughs) okay okay man what's the saying shoot or shoot man exactly um stallions breakers we're both on the over but you know i'm gonna take the stallions you're gonna take the breakers that's right We'll have to we'll have to bet a nice little can of bush light on that bad boy. Um. Mauler's Panthers, we're both on the under. Yeah, we're both um, on the under,
1: and I'm on the Mauler's money line here. You're on
0: the Mauler's money line, okay? And then the Sunday night game, we're uh, I think we're both on the stars and both on the over.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So a lot of agreement. Um. Except uh We'll call it the uh the the bush light bet of the week between I like you that. and
1: I. I like that. Has to,
0: loser has to buy the other one a nice little can of uh bush light. So uh yeah. So uh Jim, dude, three weeks in a row, man. The turkey, dude. Thanks for coming on, my man. You got you some bet. awesome stuff going on, dude. You got the gymnasium. Um, I tuned into it last week, heard you and Chase give your thoughts about the game games. You have the um the cooking show you do. And um, you have your, your your recaps and previews. Why don't you tell everybody what's next on the cooking show?
1: So it's actually coming out. If you're watching this live, it's tomorrow night. I'm cooking an Argentinian steak dinner.
0: Oh, now is there a marinade for that?
1: I, I'm doing. I'm gonna try my best at making a chimichurri sauce for that. So. Oh my god, dude! Look oh. at Not you. Not a marinade, dude. but I'm gonna have a chimichurri with it.
0: Okay, I don't like, dude. I am. I don't even know what the hell that is. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> I The only time I've ever had chimichurri is when I worked at a Filipino restaurant as a waiter. And they would like put it on steak and stuff. It was really good. So I'm going to try it.
0: I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of that, man. So I'll, I'll definitely have to Google that give that a try. And then um, what do you guys have planned for the gymnasium this week?
1: The cool stuff for the gymnasium coming up is in the next couple weeks. Because about mid-May, we're going to start breaking down every game of the upcoming college and NFL football season. Oh, wow. That's, what, that's when we start going through week zero, week one. So every week we'll be breaking down every single game of the week uh, for college football in the NFL.
0: Oh, wow. Definitely have to tune into that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I love basketball and everything, but at the end of the day, there's just something about football, dude. It's beautiful. You know, you know just something about, something about football. Jim, thanks for coming on, everyone. Make sure you give him a follow. He's on Twitch. Twitter, Instagram, um, is that it?
1: No, I'm MySpace? on everything, dude. I'm on, I'm on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. MySpace? I don't really go on Facebook, but I'm on You on
0: MySpace yet?
1: Uh, yeah, I have a MySpace. <laughs> I have an OnlyFans.
0: Oh, oh wow, dude.
1: So. <laughs> um, I'm on everything.
0: But no, uh, XFL Jim, great follow. I'm following him on everything. Thanks for coming on, man. And, uh, you know, are you going to be around for next week, man? You down? I don't see why it shouldn't be. All right. Awesome, my man. And uh, one of us will be uh, drinking that nice bush lay as a, as a win. Thanks for coming on, man. Best of luck in your bets. And we'll talk next week, buddy. Let's do it. Guys, if you're not following XFL Jim, you are really missing out. He's hilarious. Cooking show is great. He knows his football. I want to thank him again for coming on. So please make sure you are following XFL Jim on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Now let's shift our attention over to the NHL playoffs. He kicked ass when he came on at the beginning of the NHL season. He's coming on to give an NHL playoff preview this week on the podcast. Jason, a.k.a. Bully of the Line, how are you doing this lovely Friday?
2: Good, Eric, man. How are you doing, man? Good to be back uh, You know, on the show. It's been a pretty good uh,
0: NHL season, man. I, so let's just recap. I mean Ke six and a half to one, Panthers 22 to one and blues 50 to one. If for those that listen to you come on come on the podcast and you gave out the Kings four to one future to make the playoffs, we're in a goddamn good position.
2: Yeah, we are. Luckily, uh, the, you know, the odds are in our favor this time. We picked uh, some good teams because it's been a very a top-heavy league uh, overall for the year. So glad we could pick out some of those and didn't take any duds, man. So definitely in good shape, uh, you know, for the playoffs. But, uh, you know, this is one sport where anything can happen. An eighth seed can win. Uh, that's not out of the ordinary compared to other leagues like the NBA where most of the, you know, lower seeds really have no chance, really. Uh, I think we're in pretty good shape.
0: Now, the thing I love about the NHL, game seven, game fives, call me crazy, no goal, first period, favorite bet in the effing world. It actually got me <laughs> knocked out and blacklisted here in Chicago, believe it or not. It was a couple years ago, uh, many years ago, when the Kings and um, Blackhawks were having those runs, were having those insane games, yeah. like two or three years in a row and I was just betting in like game fives and game sevens in that playoff series. I was just betting like no goal first period and you're getting plus 300.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a good, that's a good sweat,
0: man. It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a great sweat. And in those pivotal games, it's going to be tight. You know, there's, there's going to be a lot of dump and chase and I'm going to play the game. I'm going to play those unders all the time. And you know what? If they hit I'm in a great position. I also like, playing no goal for the first 10 minutes in those games
2: yeah uh it is for the for those prices you really can't beat that and for that uh that's a quick reward uh you know a good little sweat there for about 45 minutes so uh you can build a bankroll pretty good as you know especially you know in those uh those tight kind of nhl playoff games uh not gonna be kind of wide open
0: now we're gonna now we were talking off air before the show we don't everything's pretty much set, but there could be a couple jumping, but we're just going to go based on what ESPN has right now. Okay. So we're pulling, we're pulling this up and I'm just going to be going around and based on what ESPN has. And I'm just going to be asking you what you think of each series. Where do you think it's going to go? Who do you think is going to win and whatnot? Let's start in the Eastern conference. We have the Florida Panthers that we got at 22 to one all the way back in the fall going against the Washington Tech Capitals. What do you think about this one?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, well, Florida, you know, they're the, the the Presidents' Cup champions this year, which basically you know that's the best uh, team in the NHL record-wise, point-wise. Um, so they are they they have the best record in the league, and they've been uh, pretty much a freight train, and they have been kicking everyone's ass throughout uh, uh, the year, man. They they there's I mean, there's been many games they've been down four, or five goals, come all the way back, win in overtime. And that's just the type of team they've been, you know, all year long. The only thing uh, that I – this is and this is another one of those trends. Uh, since about 2007, the, there's only been one President's uh, Trophy winner that's won the Stanley Cup, uh, and that was in 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, the trend of the President's Cup winner winning the actual Stanley Cup is not in the favor this year of the Panthers. Um, and <laughs> – but they're, they're a pretty good team. And, but in, in hockey, you never, well, the right team has to get hot and they've just been hot all year. Could that kind of slow up in the playoffs? Who, you know, who really knows? And I, but I don't see Washington as a team that's going to stop them. They've been kind of nagged by some injuries, you know, early on in the year, they're kind of coming back around. Uh, you know, they're one of the uh, teams that uh, kind of snuck in there. So, but I, but I do like uh, Florida here. Uh, you know, if I had to, Gun to my head, sort of thing. So now, now
0: is Ovi, is he, is he gonna, is he gonna go or is he, uh, is he, uh,
2: out? He, no, he's playing. Yeah, he's playing. Uh, I believe, I believe, I don't, I think he might have took some games off. Uh, cause I mean, they, because this is one of, uh, the Eastern Conference, this, and this is kind of crazy. The first time ever in NHL history that every single Eastern Conference team has scored over 100 points. That's never happened in NHL except this year. Um, so, so pretty much, uh, these teams were in the playoffs pretty early on compared to the rest of the competition. It was just who's, who's playing, who was the big thing. And, uh, I know Ovechkin, I, I know he did have an injury, uh, towards the end of the year. He may be sitting these last couple of games, but I think he'll be good to go for the playoffs.
0: So, in terms of like prediction, do you think this is going to be like four one, four two?
2: Yeah, I, I think Capitals could probably get a game at home, but I think it's one of those, you know, four one. I just think Florida has too much firepower for what, um,
0: you know, what uh, Washington is uh, capable of bringing. Okay, so now then, let's shift our attention down to the Maple Leafs and the Lightning, and it just seems to me every year. You got the lightning. People think they're going to win it. They underperform. You have the championship pedigree with the Tampa Bay lightning. Am I crazy to think the lightning are going to be the Maple Leafs?
2: I don't know. Uh, Toronto, man, they can score goals. They're one of the top. They're one of the, the second best uh, team in the NHL in scoring. Uh, so they have, um, you know, they have the firepower to do it. Um Tampa, they're you know, they're always in it for some reason. Um, and you know, them being they won the cup last year, and I thought maybe they would, you know, see some fatigue. Uh, but I I like Toronto, man. I I I think it's I hope this is like one of the years that finally a Canadian team can win the cup. <laughs> There's a lot of chances for that to happen. So I really am rooting for the Maple Leafs here. Uh, you know, to get because it's always fun when when they're in it, when a good when good Canadian teams are in it, it makes the hockey bear, makes the crowd more into it. And uh, you know. Florida's just not like a hockey city to me, so uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rooting for Toronto man to advance, and I and I think they can do it, and, and I think that's I think there's a lot of good value on Toronto winning at all. Uh, you know, even looking at the odds, um, they're they're currently fourth. You can get them for about ten to one right now. Uh, you know, on Bovada, and I think that's a great price for a team that can score, and uh, it's gonna be you know tough to keep up with that scoring.
0: Okay. All right. We'll bring up the odds in a little bit and we'll we'll go through, see if you see any value. The next one, oh, looky looky there. Another <laughs> team we have a future on. Yeah. Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Against the Boston Bruins. <laughs> it's just yeah. one of those things like Brandon, who comes on for NASCAR, uh-huh. I mean, This guy, like this this guy sleeps in a Bruins jersey. So I mean, he's already sending me messages saying it's already done. Bruins are winning, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, this one worries me, man. I kind of agree with with Brandon, man. Uh, Boston's one of those teams, like, they were they were kind of picked to kind of be out of it, you know, at the beginning of the year, but they fought through They fought through injuries to Marshawn. They had a lot of goal, goalies retiring, those type of things. So they're able to get past those things and still kind of make the playoffs, still make some noise, and also still have a chance to jump Tampa Bay. Uh, this is not – I mean, this today is the final, uh, you know, the final day of the regular season, but they still have a chance to get that third seed, maybe play Toronto – uh, Tampa could play Carolina, which those teams definitely know each other, um, you know, in the playoffs, being in the same division. Um, but if Boston Carolina play, that's going to be one hell of a series. That's definitely going to be like a game six, game seven type of deal. Um, Boston scrappy team, man. And as a Carolina fan, that worries me a lot because uh, you just never know. Some, there's some games where Carolina just comes out flat. There's a lot of the games that come out zero zero first period. They come out flat. They've got to really tough it out in the third period to get the win sometimes over some teams they should be beating handily at home. Um, Carolina has so, been lucky in a number of those games, but I i mean, man, uh, if with just, just odds wise as me being a gambler, I would probably take Boston in the series with the plus money when it comes out. And that's just me. I think it's just going to be a hard fought series. And not only that, I have tickets to game five in Raleigh. So Raleigh. I ain't praying for no sweep, man. I, I do want to, I want them to do, I, I want Boston to play. Cause that's who I really want to see. I know in the playoffs, um, but yeah, I, I do. I, I uh, That's the team I'm kind of rooting for, so we'll see. Well, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen tonight, so I don't want to see Tampa Bay again.
0: Now, what, with what you said, taking Boston at plus money and how you think this is going to go a back-and-forth series, I'm interpreting it like I take Boston at plus money if Boston's able to steal one of these games or get up 2-1 at whatever point. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be able to get plus money in Carolina. So do you? So do you think because you think this series is going to be a deep series, like this is a great live trading series where you can get plus money on both sides and just sit back?
2: Yeah, I mean you could easily, uh, you know, hand you know easily middle a lot of these, uh, you know, games uh, yeah. with those odds. Uh, and the thing is, is if you look even if you look during the year, Carolina actually handled Boston pretty well. Uh, but I think when you when you throw the playoffs out, it's a whole different. Uh, you know, sort of animal and Carolina, I mean, and Carolina's got some revenge because they played a couple years ago in the, in the, in the playoffs and Boston beat their ass. So a little revenge spot there, but I think it's going to be a hard fought victory, man. I'm, I'm looking at some, look, some plus money. I'm I'm definitely going to be rooting for Carolina, but if there's some plus money on Boston, man, I may have to throw some
0: on it. There you go. There you go. Now I will give Pittsburgh all the credit in the world. I thought for sure they were not going to make the playoffs. I thought they were done this year and son of a gun. There they are, man, you know, against the Rangers who I don't think either one of these teams are capable of winning the cup, but it's one of the more entertaining series. Yes. In the first round.
2: Yeah. It's going to, I think this is another one of those, man. It's going to be another six, seven game series, hard fought, hard hitting. Um, You know, we got some, got some original teams going on there. got the Rangers, got Pittsburgh um, and, Rangers have been hot the last uh, ever since about the All Star break. They've been they've been one of the hottest teams in the NHL, uh, but kind of cooled off a little bit. They had a chance to kind of win the Metro, uh, they they couldn't get it they couldn't get it done. So uh, they're kind of settling where they're at, playing Pittsburgh. This is it's another toss up, man. Um, I would even look at more plus money, maybe on Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, I think this is going to be one of those series again. You know, live trading lore. Sometimes I just trust my pre-read on teams and my pre-read on this Pittsburgh team. Wasn't that I think they overachieve. I think the Rangers win the series, but I think it goes seven hands down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This has definitely got game, you know, game seven written, written all over it. Uh, if there's any sort of, you know, if there's a price on will a game, will a, will a series go to game seven, which some of those odds are out there. Uh, you can find them. You know, I'm not sure which books you probably can find them at, but uh, I would do that for either Boston or,
0: the pittsburgh series yeah and also those as jason mentioned we're recording this on friday podcast comes out friday night those watching live on twitch uh so we really don't have those prices but they'll be offered props they'll be props up we're like hey this team at this price um now it's shift to the western conference we got those calgary flames against the preds and i'll tell you what there is few sports venues where i'm like i want to go to this a game here before i die and preds hockey game is a place i want to go to before i die I yeah know, it's insane
2: i would take either venue i'd act, i'd go to calgary as well i would go to calgary or nashville uh would probably be nashville would probably be pretty awesome um i've i've, I've been trying to make a trip out there but i have not made it but that would be definitely be a, I, i'm on board with you and i think it's a great venue to go check out Is it still Bridgestone Arena? I think I don't know. They change names all all the time with those things.
0: It's like it's one of those things that's like every arena changes names every two years. Yeah, I still call Miller Park Miller Park, even though it's like Great America Family Auto Insurance, like something. So, uh, so looking at this, we got the Flames, we got the Preds. Flames Flames are good, man. Yeah, they're they're really good, but. With how tough it is to play in Nashville, I could see Nashville like sneaking out, you know, game three, maybe yeah. game four, you know, may, maybe put a little pressure on on the Flames. But the, to me, this says Flames and six in all over it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, either, f- I think maybe Nashville maybe gets one game. Flames are really good, man. They are, like I said before, they're up there with the top tier. They're up there with your Avalanches. They're up there with your, uh, uh, uh you know, up there with the Florida Panthers. I mean, this—you know—it's not too shabby when you when you get 111 uh, points in the NHL. That is really freaking good. Um, and they can—they like I said, they're another one of those teams that can score points. And they definitely have a home when it comes to home ice. There in Calgary, you'll see them the whole lower levels decked out. They all have jerseys on. It's a great atmosphere. Um, but I do like Calgary in about five games. It's a really good hockey team. And even looking, I mean, even the odds on. They're the third best right now. They're they're seven to one uh, right now. Still, um, you know, pretty good price. I mean, not bad price on them. um,
0: Not bad bad price at all. Um, Next one. We got my Kingies. God, I love this team. I (laughs) I love this team. And you know what? I'm going to play them to beat the Oilers here in the series. Call me a homer. All you want. I love their fight. They're gritty. And there's just something about this Oilers team at the end of the day. I just don't trust, man. Am I crazy? Am I being a homer? Or what? You tell me.
2: No, I mean, um, you know, they, the Kings, they stuck in the playoffs at the end. Edmonds, is another one of those teams that can, they're a high, high power team with Mc, uh, with McDonald and um, forgot who their other center was there. And, you know, they in Edmonds, when they could score points. They were. Uh, I believe they were like either first pull that up here. They're third on the power play. So they're really good when it comes to the power play options. And even, you know, even looking at the regular season, when uh Edmonton played the Kings this year, it was pretty hand, I mean, pretty easy. Uh, you know, they beat them five, one, beat them five, two, four, three, three, two. So, um, you know, a couple of close games there, you know, on the road. But they did—they did do a, uh, you know, a season sweep of them, uh, the Kings uh, during the regular season. Uh, that can go either way. That can either be bad going into the playoffs because I think maybe maybe the Kings could sneak up, make some noise, man. Um,
0: it's,
2: as, that's another it's, tough one. It's another—it's another one of those tough ones.
0: Maybe I'm a homer. You know what I mean? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I just have this homer. If a team is a little special in my heart and they want me some money. I play in the first game of the playoff series and I'm kind of like, oh shit, you know? So, and
2: I, and I, and I will be the first to admit, I have not watched a lot of Kings hockey or Edmonton. It's just one of those, those teams are kind of, I'm kind of in bed by the time they start playing. Uh, so I'm usually a wake up, look at the score type guy. Uh, so you,
0: what you just said, as I'm getting more mature in life, I'm starting to figure out, I like you have it worse than me. You're on the East coast. Yeah, I'm at least in the central time zone, but but son of a gun, those games that get to like 11, 30, 12. And like I I'm at that point where I need to. I don't sleep that much. I, I at least need like five hours at, at night, man.
2: Oh, oh yeah. No, absolutely. Like it's uh I, I'm a wake up look at kind of the stats and I do try to watch like the highlights on YouTube, kind of just see kind of yeah. how things are. But uh that's kind of where I'm at when it comes to the you know, West
0: Coast hockey. I don't I don't get to watch it that much. Getting old sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next one. We're going to the Colorado Avalanche against the Dallas Stars. Now, here's my analogy with the Avalanche. They kind of remind me of their rivals when I was a young pup, the Detroit Red Wings.
2: Uh-huh. I'm
0: a huge Red Wings fan. Hell, I got my Tigers Red Wings mix hat coming on right now still. <laughs> It just kind of feels like a team on the Red Wings before they won it. This is a team that probably should have won like a cup by now. Yeah. Am I crazy thinking that?
2: No, they've been good. Uh, you know, you know, they've been good the last couple, you know, last couple of years. Um, uh, you know, just kind of killing it when it comes to, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the top point get point getters, you know, in, um, you know, the, you know, the NHL last couple years. And, um,
0: do, do you think there, cause some of these teams, let's face it, there's night there's no difference between a physical playing a team, seven games and a seven game series facing, Hey, I'm traveling to Winnipeg on a Wednesday night. Then I have four days off and then I'm tra- traveling to Minnesota. Do you think this team just at the end of the day, just, isn't just, isn't it isn't playoff tough. Just can't win a series. Could be. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, they they were last year. they were one of the best teams in the NHL. They and they got they got beat by Vegas. Um, you know, in the second round last year, and they got beat kind of handily. They got beat four two easily after a big sweep of St. Louis. So they were riding high there. Uh, they, I mean, Colorado is a young. They are a young team, and uh, they got a lot of young prospects on there. And I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that they did not win the President's Cup because once I saw that, uh, I'm kind of superstitious because I will. I don't, I already have a, you know, we already have a bet on Florida already, but uh, I would definitely put some more money now on Colorado. I think they've just been, you know, if the price is right. Um, but I mean, they have the firepower to do it and take out any team. And I think the, I think this could easily be another one of those sweeps of Dallas. Um.
0: Now you mentioned our Florida future guys, if you take along, we got 22 to one. So it's easy. Cause they're Florida pretty much is going to be the favorite in every series. Yeah, so we can just I mean, if we really wanted to be dirty about it, if like we like hypothetically, let's say you put half a unit on Florida at 22 to one every series, you can just put that half a unit on and you're probably since they're, they won the President's Cup, you're going to be netting money if you guys wanted to play it like that. Yeah, um, next game. And boy, this is our juicy future. This is this is the one that's juicy, dude. We got the Blues at 50 to one, dude. 50 to one, bro. (laughs) We're rocking the Blues. We got them 50 to one here. And this is another series. I think this is going game seven. I think the series is going deep. I wasn't high on this Minnesota team. I think the Blues win. I think they win in seven games. What say you?
2: Yeah. uh, I think this is kind of like another kind of hedge opportunity. Minnesota is also another one of those teams you shouldn't sleep on. Um, You know, like like I said before, they scored another 111 points in the Western Conference, which is which is a you know great for them. I didn't think they were
0: going to make the playoffs. I was so low on this team. I thought they were going to struggle this year.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, they uh, they were definitely counted out. And um, you know, being second, you know, pretty much second, you know, in the Central Division, uh, and when it comes to you know the playoff picture, um, you know, being almost like the third seed in the West. And right now, you can get them fourteen to one to win the cup, uh, which is another great price on a good hockey team. Uh, which could also kind of be, uh, you know, a hedging opportunity for our Blues' future. Um, you know, maybe throw a little bit on the Wild, maybe to win either the West or win the cup. Um, even th- for them to win the Western Conference, eight to one right now. Um, so, not a lot of. Uh, the books just definitely aren't, aren't like in the wild to really make any noise, um, which I think is a good price on a, on a really
0: good hockey team. Now, you mentioned the future prices. I'm pulling them up right now on Bet Online. I'll tell you what, I don't mean to be a homer, but this is my favorite book. I have no – <laughs> because they pay out in record pace and they don't cut you off. But this is the book I love. Uh, so these are their future prices, and let's just go through it avalanche plus 340 panthers plus 550 we got the flames 775 we got the leaves at 10 to 1 but we got the cans in here at 11 to 1 do you think there's some value on the keynes if they avoid the Lightning in the first round
2: oh absolutely i think it's a really good hockey team they've got a lot of young talent you know sebastian aho uh the they got two great goalies too as well. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a it's a good good hockey team. Uh, I, I I even see him. What did you say your book at him as to win the cup? Eleven to one. Eleven to one. Yep. They're good. Yeah, they're about twelve to one at mine. Great price, man. On a great team, like uh, it's hard not to throw a little bit on that.
0: Now we're we're drifting down here a little bit, and you got to remember
2: they I got a know. coach too. They got Ron Francis, who is a coach yeah. of the Canes. Who's he's playoff tough, man. He gets those kids ready to go. He's he's won a couple cups with the Canes, so um, hey, he he knows it, man. He's a good coach.
0: I don't trust the Lightning. I don't think the Rangers are at this year. Now these two next one right here, we got the we got the the Oilers at fourteen, followed by the yeah. Bruins at sixteen.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would I would go Edmonton if uh, if I had to choose one. I don't I don't. I don't think the Bruins will go past the second round, honestly. I mean, good team. I mean, I think they could do, you know, like a first round upset of who they play. Whether it's uh, whether they play Tampa or Carolina, it could happen. Uh, I'm not breaking that out. I mean, that's not out of the realm. But sixteen to one for Edmonton, another another good. This is this going to be a really good playoff series, man. Like this is going to be good. There's, there's a there's not. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns going in. Like any, anybody can really win this. Like there's really not a bad bet, honestly. Now getting to down here, I mean, I just—I'll tell you what—I would love great. for like that thirty, like a a nice, uh, you know, like a sixty to one Kings come in. I think that would be yeah, like if you, I
0: think if, <laughs> I, I feel like well, that's what I said. I feel the Kings win. Like call me crazy, I think they win it. But you're right. I would love to get a sixty to one on the Kings. I mean, look at this. We got the Blues at fifty to one. They're all the way down to twenty to one. And I mean, the Panthers, we got the Panthers at 22 to 1. They're plus 550. So, yeah. you know, we're sitting in some great prices here. It's going to be an electric um, playoff series. Now, in terms of you posting your personal plays, how is that going to work? Are you going to be posting on Twitter, your Instagram account? How are you going to be posting your plays? Uh,
2: yeah, I'll, I'll post them on uh, Twitter. Um, I'll, I'll do that. Jump on there and post them out. I'll post them on. Uh, at bully the line on Twitter.
0: Okay, now where can everyone follow you on social media?
2: Yeah, you can give me a follow on uh, Twitter at bully the line, and um, that's probably one of the main social ones I put uh, any plays out on.
0: Yeah, your Instagram game—I I meant to send you a text message—has been lacking for the past. <laughs> you know you haven't you haven't really I, been producing. The content.
2: No, I, I have not, man. I've been I've been
0: slacking, man. I I apologize. So. <laughs> Jason, thanks for coming on. Um, let's plan on touching base maybe in two weeks. Absolutely, we'll come man. On in two weeks, you know, come on. You that round will be probably in the middle of the second round. You know, kind of tell us your thoughts, kind of tell us where your head is and everything like that. Sounds good, my man.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. You're doing great work, man. Great content, my friend.
0: Thanks, dude. You know, I mean, just uh, you know, I got a vision trying to get there, and uh, you know, when I get there, you're definitely gonna be a part of it, my man. We'll, hey, uh, keep it up, keep it up, man. You're doing we'll a great job. Out. Thanks, man. We'll talk soon, dude. Guys, I want to thank Jason for coming on. Jason, bully the line on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you're giving him a follow. Guys, he gave out a 50-1 to future that made it to the playoffs. Not many people didn't do that. Guy's a legit capper, puts in the work. He has the Strictly ATS podcast, which is out during the NFL season. So make sure you look for that on YouTube. Subscribe, like his channel. Also, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter, on Instagram. Homeboy is legit. Now we're going to shift our attention to the NASCAR race at Dover. So it's that time, a Friday tradition like no other. Brandon and Eric talking some NASCAR. Brandon, how you doing on this Friday morning? Friday Doing good. It. Yeah, a- end
3: of the week, ready to rock it, ready to get into this weekend and uh, have some fun. So
0: we're going to have our first ever, what, Bush Light, Bush Light bet? We have my bucks, you know. I got my little bucks stuff on against your Celtics. We'll just get no, no if-ends or buts. Just a simple six-pack winner. Sorry, loser buys the winner six-pack of Bushlight. So
3: a a Bushlight, that's fine.
0: Yeah, just just simple, nothing fancy. That's fine
3: because I want to win this bet just so I can watch you drink that nasty beer. That that, I'm good. If I win, you can send it to me, and I'll show you me dumping it out, which is even better because (laughs) that's it.
0: Well, Well, what's your six-pack of choice, my friend? Bud Light, my man. All right, so six-pack of Bud Light, okay? Six-pack of Bud Light. So you guys aren't here to listen to us ramble about basketball. You hear about NASCAR, and oh, my God, we had it last week. We had it, but the driver I hate the most, Kyle Larson – You know what? He screwed us.
3: As cliche as it sounds, you only turn left in NASCAR. He decided to turn right on the final stretch. He was not clear. It was. Now you're a driver. You drive iRacing.
0: Yeah. Just tell me his thought process right there and what he was
3: trying to do. The only thing I can think of is the spotter was late to the call Mm -hmm. of a car being outside. He sees the run coming just at a quick glimpse. He sees that car just right there thinking, I can pull out. And the only thing that that car can do is push me at that point. And he's going to push me by the for the win in the draft. But yeah. the fact that it, it just had to be called so late because there's no way. He
0: turned right into his right front. It It looked like it was intentional. I mean, like everything – Looked like he was trying to spin him out like it was intentional from my eyes, from what I was watching.
3: And if it was any other track, I would 100% tell you it was intentional. hmm. But it does him no good by him wrecking Kurt. Because at that point, all all of his momentum is shot to where he's not going to get to the front anyways. So I will defend him in that aspect that there's no way that could have been intentional. But very, very bad choice of a move at that point in the race. So is it, uh, is it more on
0: Larson or is it more on the spotter?
3: I always want to say the driver in general, because you Mm -hmm. can still kind of see, but at the same time, you're trusting as you're looking straight forward, you're trusting the person in your ears the whole time. If there's a car just barely outside of me, you're telling me that car's there. And if it's not there, which we'll find out, I haven't looked at the radioactive to see when that was called, but you're you're coming to the stripe. I mean, I hate it because we would have won, and I thought it was a crappy move. But I'd have to kind of hear and see it be played out to be honest.
0: But you know what? We did hit McDowell over Stenhouse. We did get that. Ooh. We did get that head to head. Yes, you know, we got we got some bets today, I and mean, you know what? I think we're drifting in like some opposite directions with how we're doing it. So I'm going to pull up these odds. These odds, of course, are live via DraftKings. So, we're looking here. Larson, obviously, dominant history at Dover. He's at plus 450. Your boy Chase has been – is 900, Byron 900. And this brings me to my first bet. I did Byron over Elliott, and it's just at minus 150. You know, I get it. Your boy, you're rocking the hat. You're good. He's been been the most consistent driver. Hasn't won a race, but – He's winning by he's up by twenty one points in the standings, but here at Dover in his last five races he has two DNFs. For those who don't know, he that means he didn't finish the race, and his average finishing position is only eighteen. It's I not. Have, his, it's, I it's, I have to fade him here in a head to head. That's basically a pickum, Byron over Elliott for me. First it's pick. not. It's
3: not Elliott's track. The only reason he is nine to one right now is these odd makers know he's due for a win. He's been the most consistent driver. He's going to
0: get it at some point. I don't see it being this track. Um, Oh, I agree with you. He's been insane, but I I don't think it's this track as well, just because I think it's going to be a track that more suits his strengths as a driver. And this he's showing this one, isn't it? I agree. This is not his
3: track. We have noticed though, with the car, the, the next gen car, Anything can happen this year, but yeah, I still don't think his crew has really figured out what they need to do to dial this car in to actually get a win. But he's putting himself in a good spot to be able to get into
0: the playoff with or without a win. So, moving down here, um, you mentioned now did, you said you like Blaney, right? I do, I do like Blaney. Um, okay, he, he's been
3: very consistent all year, he's had some. I'm going to try not to curse. He's had some crap luck completely okay. um but he's shown a lot of dominance throughout throughout the entire year. So I do like him at this track. I will be 100% honest, I'm not really familiar with his track history, but I like the way he's been driving. I know his spotter, they they're they're doing well and he's going to grab one of these victories soon.
0: So I like Ryan Blaney at 12 to 1. See, this is and this is where we differ. I like Bowman over Blaney. I, I did two head-to-heads. I took Bl- Bowman over Br- Blaney. Okay. This is my thought process. This is Bowman's best track. It it's is. a pick-em on minus 105. He's got four top five finishes in the last five races here, with, along with one win. And the last five races that Blaney has had here, he has yet to crack the top 10. And with my thought process... I, and I understand he's been driving great, and you know, with a new car, the past history you can't value as much. But when I see someone who's best track versus a driver who struggle at the track, I got to take Bowman here just Whoa. just on that fact alone.
3: No, I like that. I don't have a problem with that. But it's not a bad pick him either because if you're taking Blaney to win the race, but Bowman to beat him head to head, if Blaney doesn't win that race, you got a good possibility of Bowman pulling out the victory. So. It's one of those you're going to lose one probably regardless, but at least you're going to profit off of one of the two bets.
0: Yeah. And so now it seems like all my, it seems like I'm the heavy chalk player today because my next guy is (laughs) is. Harvick. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm playing some small guys today. It's Harvick. Um, You know, I'm just looking at it. You know, last five races, one win, four top fives. His worst finish here, I think it's like six. Six or seventh oh it's for his worst finish in the last top five is six and he, you know what last year we talked about at the end of the races how he looked lost and confused this year he's running pretty good it's, it's like opposite. he's kind of starting to figure it out a little bit he's got a good history at the track 12 to 1 with a driver that's put up those numbers you know i i gotta take him
3: no i'm 100 on board with that pick i didn't personally pick him but i will ride that with you I will fall down just a couple slots. My pick, Tyler Reddick at 16 to 1. Anytime you can get that guy 10 to 1 or higher, he has been consistently in every single race. If he didn't get dumped at Bristol Dirt, we would have hit him at like 20-something to 1. The man
0: is going to win a race this year, period. Now, let me tell you this. I'm going to read these stats, and you you, you guess the driver's price. Last 10 races at at Dover, he's got eight top 10 finishes. Um, The last five races, last year, he crashed. But before that, he ran second, 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 and then he ran it. And then then he won the race, excuse me. With those numbers, I mean, that that should be a less than 10 to 1 price, or am I wrong? You're right. So before
3: you tell me, I just want to say if I'm right. Is he between twelve to one and twenty five
0: to one? He is between twelve to one and twenty five to one. I'm either gonna lean on Martin Truex Jr. or Kyle Bush. It's Truex Jr. Okay, you know, so that's my other bet. I'm taking yeah. Truex Jr. I mean, twelve to one. Look, I I'm the I'll, everyone who knows me knows I like to swing for the fences. I like playing the dogs, but Not this week point, but it's to the point now. Like you're looking at it. I mean, it's almost like dog prices are pretty much non-existent now. No, you're right. But
3: I will swing this into a completely different direction. This man in the NASCAR Cup Series has ran 6th, 8th, 3rd, 10th, 11th, 14th, and ninth in his last seven races at Dover in a cup car. Okay. This man is sitting at 40 to one. This man is the one and only Daniel Suarez at 40 to one. Now, if you told me before I saw those stats the other week leading into Dover, if you would have told me I'm taking Suarez at 40 to one, I would have told you, unless he's 80 or 90 to one, don't touch it. But after looking at those stats, you go back to his Xfinity days. 19th 10th but then a ninth a first a third and a seventh and then the truck series he's only ran twice and finished second both times which i know some people say well you can't compare cup and xfinity to trucks you can when it becomes how you feel about that track no matter what race car you're in or style if you're good at a track you're good at a track i am plugging daniel suarez at 40 to 1
0: Love it. Trackhouse has been fast. They've been really fast all year. So here's the thing. I hate to put you on the spot like this. Is Kozlowski going to win a race this year? And if so, which race? If he does, it's going to be Daytona at night or the last
3: Talladega race. The man's struggling. And I'm telling you, it goes back to what I told you about Denny Hamlin last year. These guys that are in this ownership slash driver, they're not focused on driving anymore. Yeah. Like, Keslowski is towards the end of his career, and he's thinking, okay, let me set myself up. He owns uh, Rad Keslowski something that has yeah. nothing to do with racing. It's some sort of machinery. And now he's part of Roush Fenway Kozlowski. I don't think the man's focused on driving. I think he's more focused on how can I pocket money when I'm done racing, which no, no hate on him for that. But you're... Racing for a team that you partially own. Yeah. So you have to be dealing with finances, sponsorship, media, everything about the company throughout the week. So when are you gonna have the time to truly focus on what you're gonna do that weekend in the car? Just
0: dude, I'll tell you what, like I totally get your point. You got to be focused on what you're trying to do. And then when you're running a business and then running another business and trying to race. Stuff gets shortchanged anywhere else. So we're going to remember that thought about Kozlowski. You have one more bet person you like, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about Kozlowski. Scroll all the way down.
3: He has done nothing all season. He hasn't proven anything. He has probably no shot at winning this race. But I made a promise from the beginning. I'm dropping some dollars on Mr. Harrison Burton in the Wood Brothers car at 200 to 1. He yep. is hitting at some point this year. If I'm wrong, I will send a bush light to anybody that picks him.
0: A, a bush light, a bush light. <laughs> um, so I want to go up, I want to just look at these featured matchups really quick. All right, these are in my eyes, yeah, these are all. I mean, this true X 140 versus Elliot. Kind of has me a little interested, but I'm already fading Elliott. You mean Redick? Redick, excuse me. Redick against Elliot. My bad. Um, Everyone like- else, I would kind of stay away from. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't mind that plus 140. If you're fading Elliott this week, the plus 140 is a good pick. Now you have your boy Suarez Kizlowski head-to-head. Now, if you're not betting Suarez to win the race... Would you take him in this head-to-head matchup? Absolutely. Uh, the next head-to-head, we're looking at Kyle against Denny. Kyle. The next one, I've, I've already touched on why I'm taking Bowman over Blaney. I'm doing the same. Hamlin against Logano. I like Logano here. I, I For whatever reason, I'm not sold on Denny this week. Here's the thing about Logano. When I was looking at my stuff, there's this one site that like grades who's like the most consistent driver. I forget the name of the score they use, but son of a gun, the most consistent driver with how he's been running at every single track is F and Logano. Yeah. Even so. I mean, I totally get it. I totally agree with you. Hamlin's got his win. I think he's just trying to coast and probably focusing more on the 23 45 team. They're going to do everything they can to get that 23 back into victory lane this
3: year to have both Denny and him in the playoffs. And what about Kurt? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're, you're you know, right. They Kurt, could... Kurt's just getting shortchanged. He should have a win
0: under his belt already this year. Yeah. But, um, you know, I already touched on why I like Byron over Elliott. Kurt Bush, Austin, Dillon.
3: A uh, Kurt. Austin's ran really, really well, but I like Kurt right now. Last last week's winner, Ross Chess-Jane against your boy, Tyler. I'm taking Tyler all day. To your point, Ross has got two victories now. He's just, he, I think he's going to coast in. He's good to go. Logano Truex. Truex, man. I'm with you on his consistency here.
0: Uh, Bell Chase Briscoe. Bell. Blaney Truex Jr. Toss-up. I, I hate to do that to
3: you guys, and I usually like to grab one of the other, but that final one's a complete toss-up.
0: Now, again, these bets suck. I mean, look at this, plus 240 to plus 250. You know, last year we were able to get these at, you know, Jesus, 5, 4 to 1. This year they're not giving us any juice. Go back here to race lines. You know, they got rid of the top 20s and top 10s. What is uh,
3: yeah? See Suarez, that's how much confidence they have on this kid at this track. He's a hundred or plus even, one, money. Yeah, even money.
0: Yeah, even money. So, um, I mean, the only one I'd even remotely consider here for top ten would be Toddy Boy right here. That'd be the only one I can I would consider, but there's no way I I would. I would do it. No, no way in hell. You're not, t- you're not touching your boy LaJoy for a top ten. No. Okay. I only do top twenties with the I, I had to ask. I had to. Um construction manufacturer, top Chevrolet. You know I'm, I'm I mean, not a fan
3: of I'm not a fan of these because there's so it's it's basically like playing it's what's that? It, it's you're playing roulette if you bet this. Yeah. Like, you're playing I, roulette if you bet this. I was thinking of Kinko, that little ball game. It's it's the same thing. You're picking a number yeah. and crossing your fingers. So I don't I don't like any of these bets.
0: You got uh, top four. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's no there's no point in even even looking at these or betting these. Driver to win the poll. This one can be fun sometimes if it someone has a good history here. With that being said. Uh, there's no, way in hell I bet it. I'm only going to
3: say if I had to lean on one person, it's going to be Blaney with just how quick he's been all year. That, he's that been running good,
0: huh? But that's plus 850. And at plus 850, is that really even worth it? You know, it's I want. Not. Like, I, I it, like I hate playing numbers under 10 to 1 in anything to do with NASCAR. See, that's,
3: actually, why, that's why I'm a huge sports gambler because
0: I don't like tables.
3: Yeah. Your point with the pole betting, a table, you play blackjack. Your $25 or $50 hand can be out the window within seconds. Sports betting, you probably got about a good four hours of sports before your hand is gone. So I don't like the poll bet because within 30 minutes, you know whether you won or lost. And it's just, it's, it's a crap shoot.
0: You mentioned Black Jack. Did I ever tell you about the time I was in Las Vegas? Did you meet Method Man? No, but I have smoked weed with weed with Redman once. Um, did I ever tell you about the time in Las Vegas? I'm at the Hard Rock Casino and there's this dude at the table, head down, scruffy ass beard, not saying a word. And my buddy who was with me looks over to him. He goes, "Dude, you're Cato Kalen. Dude pushes all his chips up, grabs him and just walks away in front of a gun. It was Cato Kalen. I mean, and let's just say he, life hasn't been too nice to Okato, dude. He looked rough. Really? Yeah. Cato looked rough, man. But you know what? That's gonna be another that's gonna be another tale. Uncle Uncle Eric, somehow Uncle Eric's that guy who runs into a lot of people. I don't know how. So I will tell you this, Uncle
3: Eric. My goal, I'll be at Charlotte Motor Speedway for Memorial Weekend, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Okay. My goal is to try and grab a driver, whether it's LaJoy, Todd Gilliland, somebody from the Xfinity Series, to try and join us Friday when we do this, even if it's for a minute, or if we could possibly go live, if I grab one on a Saturday and make it something quick and short to have them on here. So my goal for Memorial Weekend, my luck's been good. I've been in victory lane while Kyle Busch has poured champagne on me, having no clue who I am. I've made my way into restricted areas that we probably shouldn't get in. So I'm looking to do that again this year. So
0: okay, man. You yeah. know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'll be ready to go. I don't think I'm doing anything for Memorial Day weekend. I think I'm laying low. So, you know, I'll be here out of the computer. Computer God, I can't even talk. I'll have the computer ready you to smoke with the
3: man before this.
0: Dude, I wish, dude. I would yeah. love to hang out with God, dude. I would love to like if I could go back in time and relive that night. That was a fun-ass night, man. But you know what? You guys, you'll have to pay for that conversation because there's some stuff I can't say on the on the airwaves. Brandon, why don't you tell everyone where they can follow you on social media? Boston boy 83 on Instagram, uh,
3: Twitch, Twitter. iRacing has kind of been on the back burner right now, focusing on some other stuff that uh, I need to focus on. Uh, Road to Pro just didn't work out for us this year, so we're going to regroup, focus on next year. But uh, when you see the Twitch, follow it, click alert. So whenever time I go live, you guys can join me for the race
0: and uh, try and grab a couple wins this weekend just for the hell of it. All right, man. You know, guys, make sure you get Brandon a follow. Let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money. Look forward to talking to you next week, my man. That's it for today's podcast, guys. Make sure you definitely follow Brandon at BostonBoy83 on Twitter and Instagram I've gotten to know Brandon a lot over the last year. Really a great friend. Uh, going through some personal stuff, some family help. He was the one of the dudes who texted me every single day to see how my old man was doing. So, great guy. Knows a shit. Make sure you follow Brandon. That's it for today's podcast like I was slaying. Thank you for this week's guest. USFL Jim coming on telling you with the bets to lock in. Jason, aka Boy the Line, coming on for the NHL stuff. Telling you how the series are going to play out. What he likes and everything. And also we have some juicy futures alive thanks to him. Also Brandon, thanks for coming on and checking out the NASCAR. Telling you who to lock in for Dover. Guys, let's make some money. Let's have a weekend. Let's cash some tickets. It's gonna We have a loaded episode next week. We will have draft recap. We will also have UFC picks. We will also have some derby stuff. It is going to be a loaded show. Make sure you turn tune in next week. Like, subscribe. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on YouTube. All that jazz. Appreciate it, guys. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets, boys and girls.